Market View on Money FM 89.3. And while the Singapore, stock, uh, Singapore Street Science Index is impressed at the start of the year, they can't, the same can't be said for most markets across the world at the start of 2022. So we saw market volatility rise and also markets really feel the impact of the Fed's sudden hawkish turn, which has re- influenced or set the tone for markets in January. This, of course, has to be taken into account alongside the signs of a Chinese economic slowdown that could also color sentiment for markets moving forward. Well, to help us take the temperature of how markets might move across different asset classes ahead of 2022, we're joined today on the line by Mr. Han Kun Hao, who's the head of market strategy at UOB, to share with us his thoughts on these various uh, factors that could shape market direction in the new year. Mr. Heng, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are in good health and safe during these certain times and welcome to the show sir hope you're having a good tuesday thank you thank you jp uh good evening to you and good evening to everybody now uh mr Heng, let's start off with thursday that might have set off the tone that we're talking about at the moment especially after the release of that very hawkish minutes from the federal reserve's last meeting it wasn't surprising that the fed took that hawkish turn many were expecting to introduce rate hikes but again the rate hikes and the trimming of the balance sheet might have caught a few people a little bit off guard are, and there are increased concerns now that the Fed will hike even sooner and faster. What is your forecast now for the Fed, and how influential will this be for markets in 2022? Indeed. So, so our forecast at UOB is that we will have three Fed rate hikes across the second half of the year, uh, specifically across June, September, and December. Now, now uh, when we made this forecast back in last December, in fact, we were more of the hawkish forecast where quite a bit in the market, we're just expecting two. Now, if I can be a bit candid, uh, there's a few you know, uh, analysts out there who are now saying perhaps we'll see four rate hikes from the Fed mm. this year. If you see last night's news, uh, Jamie Dimon you know, uh, of uh, Mr. J.P. Morgan literally says potentially four hikes this year. So, so uh, the expectation of Fed hikes are coming fast and furious. So I, I think it's important for investors to appreciate that hikes are really coming. Interest rates, you know, uh, I like to use these two words, are coming out of hibernation. And you know what happens? When, when bears come out of hibernation, they're not happy. And you don't want to stand in front of a bear that's coming out of hibernation. Same for interest rates. So there's a few reasons. Uh, one is that, of course, you know, Omicron, well, you know, uh, infects more people, uh, is less fatal. And secondly, the U.S. economy is really growing very well, job market very tight, high inflation, and that forces the Fed to hike. So to me, it doesn't matter whether you get three or four hikes or, you know, how soon, whether it's March, June or later. They are coming and and we as borrowers really need to be very careful about rising interest rates towards the end of the year. And it, seem, it doesn't matter whether it's three or four hikes. It seems a bear with claws is still a bear with claws, eh, Mr. Heng? But I do, I, I'm glad you mentioned interest rates here. How is this going to affect interest rates now and the U.S. dollar? Because it's something that everybody's monitoring much more closely than usual. Ten-year yields at the moment in the U.S. also hitting about 1.74%. Some even saying this could go as high as 3%. I mean, what is your outlook at EOB now for where interest rates might actually head? Yep. So, so for us, the 10-year Treasury yields uh, is a given that you'll rise above 2% in the second half of the year. But the bigger picture is short-term interest rates, uh, things like three-month CYBOR, three-month SOAR, you know, or LIBOR. All this have been near zero, and all of us have been very complacent. If you agree with our view that we get three Fed hikes across the year, 
Now, that pretty much means our local you know, uh, money market rates, whether it's SOR or CYBOR, will rise in the same quantum in tandem towards 1% around there by the end of the year. And, and that's a big thing compared to the near zero rates that we've been so comfortable with over the past two years. Mm-hmm. And if, if we start to see some of these, uh, the SOAR and CYBOR start to uh, arise as well, could this also impact where the Singapore dollar actually trades? We do know that the US dollar is seen, is expected to have a little bit of strength on this tighter policy environment. Could this also pull up the Singapore dollar in tandem with it? Well, uh, in, indeed. Well, for us, it's more of Singapore dollar following the, the main so-called global momentum of the US dollar. Our local dollar has been strong so far because our economy has done very well last year, both in trade and production and exports. Uh, and, and next year, or this year for that matter, we would expect a stronger dollar, US dollar environment. That means it should pull the US dollar higher against the sink. Right now, we're at about 136. Our forecast is probably about 140 towards the end of the year. Hmm. Interesting. We're still to Mr. Han Kun Hao, Head of Market Strategy at EOB here on Money FM 89.3. I want to shift our focus now, Mr. Heng, from the U.S. to China. And as everybody's watching very closely, not just some of the regula- regulatory issues facing the tech firms there, but also the property slowdown and the domestic space. What is your outlook now for China's economy this year? And how will that affect the rest of the economies in the Asia-Pacific, including here in Singapore? Yes, that, that is a key unknown and, for the lack of a better word, a key worry for Singapore as well as our ASEAN economies this year. Uh, there's a significant growth slowdown for China in the fourth quarter last year, uh, as you say, because the property market slowed down, because of the supply chain disruptions, because of the policy uncertainties. There's worry that this may spill over into the early part of this year. We will see, but we believe that the Chinese, you know, government will do all they can and they have a lot of labor to cut a little bit about borrowing rates, cut triple R, basically spend a bit more fiscally to support growth and GDP at China at about 5%. Now, the key thing for Asia is this. Here's the silver lining. The silver lining is Chinese export growth has been very strong. It's about one-third higher across last year. More importantly this year, our CEP, our regional trade pact, across ASEAN together with China is now... Uh, in action. So, so all our economies, a significant part of it is built around trade. So if trade across the region with China is strong, that will buffer our economies, ASEAN, Singapore, against the domestic growth slowdown. Okay. Um, shifting from China now and coming back home to Singapore here, Mr. Heng, um, we do, I'm sure you took note of those impressive fourth quarter GDP figures, the advanced fourth quarter GBT, GDP numbers for Singapore. And many are expecting this to actually contribute to a potentially stronger economic rebound this year, despite some of these uncertainties and concerns with regards to the Omicron variant. What is your personal outlook now for Singapore's economy, though? So our economy for Singapore has has done very well last year, much better than most expectations. Uh, output gap is positive. Electronics export grew by about you know twenty five percent towards the final months of the year, and of course trade growth has been strong, production has been strong, uh, so and so forth. And I think the economy has adjusted well to the harsh realities of COVID nineteen. Uh, basically, FMB and local retail industries have pivoted to new ways of doing business. All of us are doing our best to survive. So I think this year you know, should be a slightly slower growth compared to last year's 
strong recovery in moderating, but we should see anywhere uh, above three towards uh, four or five percent growth for this year, depending how. It's never too early to talk about the upcoming budget, which everyone's waiting for next month. But many are actually wondering if there will be an introduction of a hike in GST or those taxes. But we do know that Singapore is also seeing their highest inflation levels in about eight years, Mr. Heng. Is this a good idea, perhaps, do you think, for a GST hike to come on? And could this actually exacerbate possible inflationary pressures here? Well, I I remember I was at the the theatres watching, you know, a movie when when news broke that PM Lee uh, hinted of a GST hike, uh-huh. you know, in this budget. And my first thought was like, okay, movie tickets are going higher. No, but it's important to note that we are <laughs> potentially hiking GST, uh, you know, in a position of strength, and 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 we have, you know, that flexibility to hike. Now, I think all of us know. Uh, all the reasons that the government needs to hide GST. Our economy is growing older, right? Uh, tax revenue is going down. We need to spend more on, you know, the older generation's social issues and healthcare, so on and so forth. So nobody's arguing against that. The question is, how do you face this in without too much disruption to the economy? Now, if you look at 2003 and 2004, uh, the GST hike was across two years, you know, first, towards 4%, then 5%. Now, possibly, you know, uh, my own thoughts is this may be a way uh, forward where whatever GST hike that's coming is phased, you know, in gradually for minimal disruption to the economy. But we all know it needs to be done to set our books and to maintain Singapore's very, very strong fiscal, you know, discipline. Hmm. Kun Hao, Head of Market Strategy at UOB. So much to talk about, but so little time. I'd like to thank you for joining us today on Money FM 89.3 and sharing your outlook for the year ahead and addressing some of the main concerns and opportunities of facing investors in 2022. As always, I wish you and your loved and continued health and safety during these times. We look forward to next time you can join us on the show. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you, JP. Take care. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.